Somebody give him a shout of praise in this room. Ah, he deserves a high praise this morning. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. He woke you up this morning, started you on your way, and you are in the house of the Lord this morning. That's something to give God praise for this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are so thankful that you're here this morning. You all are looking well, sounding well. I will tell you this, the state of Ohio is represented well this morning. I am honored this morning uh, to see all of these uh, folks. We won't, we won't hold it against it that some of them root for teams that's, well, we won't go there. We won't hinder things, okay? But uh, Pastor, so good to see you, my friend. And uh, these two guys right down here, so thankful that they're here as well. Uh, Brother Merle, uh, JP, we are so honored to see you guys this morning. And, of course, Brother Austin, Sister Kyla, didn't Austin do a wonderful job Wednesday evening sharing the word of the Lord? Thank you for filling in for us as we were gone. We just got back last night, uh, had a wonderful time in camp meeting, and uh, we're going to try to let our voice make it one more message and uh, we're going to do our best to deliver to you what the Lord has placed in our heart for today. But uh, we just had a wonderful time with Pastor Marcus McClure and his, his church and really just an extension of our church family there in Water Valley, Kentucky. You will never just drive by Water Valley, Kentucky. You have to get there intentionally, all right? But it's a beautiful place with beautiful people and uh, just a great time. We... Uh, uh, in camp meeting this week there, 17 people was baptized. Many were saved, people filled with the Holy Spirit, and uh, what a time in the Lord there. And uh, so, But we're so thankful to be back home this morning with all of you. The children that's going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And I'm just going to jump right into the Word this morning for a few moments, and I want to try to share what the Lord has placed in our heart for today. If you have your Bibles with you, 1 Peter chapter number 1 uh, is where we're going to read together in just a couple of moments. And uh, if the Lord would help me uh, I, to deliver what I sense in my spirit, I do believe that there's some individuals can walk out of this place today completely refocused with clarity and direction where God is going to minister in the next few moments to them in a very prophetic way. I, I do not take lightly the opportunity to stand before you this morning, and uh, I pray that we will have an ear to hear this morning the word of the Lord. I do feel like that we have found ourselves in a very unique time in this nation, as well as just on the prophetic calendar in general. But let me just lay a foundation quickly with the word of the Lord, and then we're just going to see how the Holy Spirit leads. I've got many directions that I could go this morning, and I don't know how I'm going to tie all this together, but with the help of the Lord, I think we can get it done this morning. But 1 Peter chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 13, 
we read these words. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loans of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Verse 23, Therefore been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. But the grass withereth, and the flower thereof fadeth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. For a few moments this morning, I'm going to deal with the importance of living a separated life, but I'm also going to deal with where I believe we are prophetically this morning, where we're dealing and what we're dealing with today. And I do sense this morning that we have entered into a time of a divine reset. And that's what we're going to preach on for a few moments today. You may ask, why is it that there is a divine reset occurring at this time? There is one thing that is the focus of our Heavenly Father this morning, and that is the equipping of His saints for the harvest. There is a last day harvest that I believe has got to be brought in in a very quick manner because of where we are and what we're seeing take place. The return of the Lord is nearer now and much nearer than some believe. Therefore, it is in this moment that we have a window of opportunity to see the hand of God remold a generation. Now, I want you to stay with me for a few moments. Isaiah 58, verse 1. The word of the Lord is this. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. This morning, for a few moments, I'm going to be just real with you, and I'm going to be just raw with you today, but I'm going to be loving to you this morning. Is that all right? And I want to tell you this morning that the status quo of our day is not acceptable. While we continue to go about our everyday lives as men and women of faith, we are burying a generation prematurely, continually not occasionally. And therefore, there has got to be a return to the basic foundational principles of our faith if we are going to equip a generation to fulfill their purpose. And therefore, to equip simply means to supply with needed resources. This generation does not need to figure out how to do it by the world standard. 
but they need to figure out how to do it according to the word of the Lord. And where we're at right now has got to be one of the most critical hours in modern day history, and therefore there has never been a more important time than now for a generation to experience the outpouring and the impartation of the Holy Spirit of God. When Jesus was exiting this planet and he was going to make his abode on the right hand of the Father, he said, my Father will not leave you comfortless, but he will send he the Holy Spirit uh, and he will comfort you. Yes, he will teach you. Yes, but he also will empower you and equip you to be witnesses uh, in the fact so that you can represent the kingdom of God and reach those that you come in contact with. I want to tell you this morning, morning. Uh, our three songs and our message will not save anybody. Uh, but when the convicting power of the Holy Spirit enters into the realm of what we're doing, uh, we will begin to see a generation grab a hold of the back seat again and begin to sweat uh, and begin to feel convicted in such a manner uh, that they will run to an altar uh, and they will be delivered uh, and they will be set free uh, and they will be a change in their life. Uh, darkness uh, will turn to day. Uh, sorrow will turn to joy. Uh, weeping will turn into laughter. Uh, joy unspeakable and full of glory uh, will become the norm in their life. Uh, but you and I today must understand uh, that there are certain things that's absent from our life uh, and therefore uh, it makes us unattractive to the world. Our lives, if we're not careful, are mirroring the very lives that they're already living. We're just trying to make it one more day. We're just trying to get through one more week. But he that the sun sets free is free indeed. It means I don't have to live bound. I don't have to live discouraged. I don't have to live overwhelmed. I don't have to walk around saying, woe is me but I can walk in a manner uh, where there is power and authority by and through the Spirit of God where yes, I may have to go through some stuff, uh, but I don't get hung up in the stuff. Uh, but I began to resist the devil uh, and darkness has to begin to depart from my realm of life. Why? It's because of the victory of Calvary. That which we find in the word of the Lord is very important. Peter, one of the most influential men of the early church, he begins to write the book of 1 Peter because he was wanting to encourage Christians in Asia Minor. And he wanted to bring some direction to them and to equip them in the time where they found themselves having to endure persecution. And as he begins to write, he testifies, first of all, of the grace of God. And he encourages them that, listen, you've been redeemed, not of corruptible things, uh, but of incorruptible. And he says, you have become made new through and by the blood of Jesus. And he says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, listen, uh, he said, I'm going to encourage you. But he did that in a manner where he then also begins to bring instructions to them. 
And his instructions to them was, he said, I'm going to instruct you into holiness. I'm going to bring you into a place where you understand the importance of submission. Uh, I'm going to give you some clarity on what is your duty. Uh, and, and I'm going to address your conduct because he said, listen, uh, if you are really who you say you are, uh, you are going to be an example uh, of holiness, of purity, uh, and of submission. Uh, he said, listen. Uh, you could not allow the stuff around you uh, to keep you uh, from walking and being who God has ordained you to be. Uh, I got to tell you this morning, uh, the place we find ourselves today is a time in, when pe in which people must learn uh, how to become equipped once again uh, for the spiritual warfare that we are experiencing uh, because it is real warfare this morning. You are not fighting against flesh and blood. But you are fighting against spiritual wickedness in high places, principalities and powers. Uh, and we're going to get into that in just a moment. Uh, but that which is needed can only be obtained, please hear me this morning, uh, through a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon a generation. Uh, and that can only happen when men of that generation uh, surrender to the Word of God. Uh, Peter began to instruct in the passage that we read. He says, you need to gird up the lawns of your mind. Uh, he simply was saying this, uh, you have to prepare, you have to brace your mind uh, for where you find yourself. Uh, he says, as a man thinketh in Proverbs 23 and 7, uh, so is he. Uh, when you walk around thinking, uh, you could say it this way, when you walk around with stinking thinking, uh, you begin to stink, all right? Uh, you got to get your act together, meaning this, uh, I got to make sure that my mind is not becoming contaminated uh, by the things around me. Uh, and he goes on a little further and he says, uh, and, and Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, most of you can quote it, uh, he says the renewing of our minds uh, is something that cannot be ignored. Uh, but he says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, but he said, be not conformed to this world, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind uh, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Uh, but Peter, in his writing that we read this morning, he said, not only do you need to have a renewed mind, uh, but he said, you're going to have to be somebody that's sober, uh, meaning this. Uh, you got to be somebody that's serious in this thing. Uh, you got to be somebody that is earnestly pursuing the things of God. Uh, listen, uh, when everything takes precedence over your walk with God, uh, there's a problem uh, because he's not really been sought after seriously or earnestly. Uh, and therefore, you become weakened uh, and you become somebody that's distracted. Uh, but he says also, you are to be somebody that is full of hope, uh, to desire with expectation uh, of fulfillment of the promises of God. Uh, I want to remind you that he is no respective person, uh, but he simply will only move on behalf of those uh, that are really uh, surrendering to him. Yes, salvation is free, uh, but you can never get past what Paul wrote uh, to the church at Corinth. And he said, the word of the Lord says uh, that you have to come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, uh, and then I will receive you unto myself, uh, and you will be my sons and daughters. Uh, what he's saying is this, uh, I will give you the gift, uh, but you're going to have to make sure 
sure that you follow after me. Uh, he's not going to change his statutes and his commandments for you uh, or for me. Uh, but he still requires us, uh, just like he did Joshua in chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, he says you can have good success, uh, but only if you don't go to the right uh, or to the left. But you got to stay in my statutes uh, and my commandments. Uh, in recent years, please hear me, uh, the church began to mingle. Uh, we began to play with the things of the world. Uh, we began to allow things into our circle that we never used to. Uh, I know this ain't a popular message this morning, but that's all right. Uh, because can I tell you this morning, uh, sin is never acceptable uh, in the sight of God. Uh, I don't care what age you are. Uh, we find that God is always bringing back uh, to us direction and guidance uh, because he always wants to take us further. Uh, and we need to understand uh, that we are still required to be a holy people. Uh, i got to ask the question this morning, uh, when did it become okay not to be? In Scripture, where can you point when it did come to a place where God said, all right, no longer is it required for my people to be holy? Uh, in the Bible, he says, you are to be holy. Uh, he said, for I am holy, uh, meaning this, you have to put on Christ's likeness. Uh, I'm so glad that he didn't say you have to be perfect. Uh, can I tell you, what he's saying is uh, you have to be somebody uh, that is continually pursuing after me. Uh, you got to be somebody that's sober, full of hope, somebody that is desiring to be in my presence. Uh, he said you're supposed to pass your time here in fear, not the spirit of fear, uh, but he said you got to walk with reverence to me. Uh, you got to understand uh, that you 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 got to understand the, how this structure is put together. Uh, in recent history, uh, we've tried to make Jesus everything except for who he is. Uh, but this morning, can I tell you, he is still the King of kings uh, and the Lord of lords. Uh, he is still almighty. Uh, he is still wonderful counselor. Uh, he is still the Prince of Peace. Uh, but can I tell you this morning, uh, we must remember uh, that man did not redeem us from sin, uh, but it was by the precious blood of Jesus. Uh, and therefore, uh, can I tell you, uh, there has got to be a change. Uh, I've lined through history uh, that there was times when men began to think uh, that they could do it the way they wanted to. Uh, it didn't take very long after creation, uh, after Adam and Eve was put in the garden. Uh, the word of the Lord comes to them and says, you can eat of anything and everything, uh, but do not touch the tree of knowledge. Uh, he said because, uh, he said everything is forbidden. Uh, but we find uh, by the time you get to Genesis chapter 3 uh, that Adam and Eve disobeyed. Uh, in that moment of time uh, there had to be a divine reset. Uh, what is that? Uh, it means when God comes down from the portals of heaven uh, and he faces the earth in such a manner where he says it cannot continue as it is. Uh, we find that once again uh, in the days of Noah it becomes so evil uh, the heart of men had that he said uh, I repent that I even made man uh, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord uh, and he simply said build a boat uh, for you and your family uh, bring the animals aboard uh, he said it's going to rain there's going to be a flood I'm going to destroy everything uh, there was a divine reset because why uh, it's because evil uh, had entered into the heart of man 
Amen. Uh, we find that Abraham and Sarah, uh, they were sitting and hearing a word from the Lord. Uh, but then Sarah, she began to laugh at the word. Uh, there had to be a divine reset. Uh, he said, listen, uh, I heard you laughing. Uh, he said, nothing went unnoticed. Uh, he said, there's got to be a change take place. Uh, Elijah, uh, he was a man that was walking with a prophetic anointing. Uh, but then Jezebel shows up on the scene. Uh, and fear got his heart. Uh, and when he went and laid uh, and in the mountain, God said, why are you here? Uh, he said, there's got to be a divine reset. Uh, there had to be a visitation. Uh, can I tell you, uh, Jonah said, I will not go to Nineveh. But all of a sudden, uh, in the belly of the whale or the great fish, uh, he began to cry out and say, God, forgive me. Uh, there had to be a divine reset. Uh, can I tell you, Peter denied, said, I'm not part of him. Uh, never been with him. Don't know who he is. Uh, but then all of a sudden, there had to be a divine reset. Uh, and we find that Peter, at the day of Pentecost, stood uh, and preached under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, why? Uh, is because God said, I love you too much to leave you uh, in the condition that you are. Uh, but we find even before that, uh, that Jesus walked in in Matthew chapter 21, uh, after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, uh, he comes in uh, and we find the money changers. Uh, we find the doves. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, he says, listen, my house uh, shall be called a house of prayer. Uh, he turned over the tables. Uh, he broke the cages of the dove. Uh, and they began to fly. I preached a message not long ago concerning that. Uh, but God revisited me and he said, listen, uh, that was a time of divine reset. Uh, I come to tell somebody this morning uh, in the midst of all of the craziness of our world uh, where we find ourselves prophetically uh, is not by accident. Uh, we just come out of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, we just come out of the Day of Atonement. Uh, just a day and a half ago, we come out of the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, we have been in a season of repentance. Uh, we have been in a season of reflection. Uh, and God said, uh, because of the cry of my people, uh, I am resetting things in order. Uh, I got to tell somebody this morning, uh, it's still all about him. Uh, it's not about you and I, uh, but it is about what thus saith the Lord. Uh, the Lord visited Jeremiah the prophet. Uh, he said, I got to show you something. Uh, I got to give you some direction. Uh, I got to give you some guidance. Uh, Jeremiah 18 verse 1, uh, the word which came to Jeremiah. Uh, he said, arise, uh, go down to the potter's house, uh, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Uh, so I went down to the potter's house, uh, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. Uh, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred uh, in the hand of the potter. Uh, so he made it again another vessel, uh, as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Uh, but then you go down to verse number 6. Get this. Uh, he said, O house of Israel, uh, cannot I do with you uh, as this potter, says the Lord. Uh, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, uh, so are you in the hand of mine. Uh, and what at what instance uh, I shall speak concerning a nation. Don't miss this. Uh, and concerning a kingdom uh, to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy. Uh, if that nation uh, against whom I have pronounced uh, will turn from their evil, uh, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. Uh, but he said, at what instance I shall speak concerning a nation uh, and concerning a kingdom to build it uh, and to plant it. Uh, he said, if it does evil in my sight, uh, he said, I can change the course.
force. What he's saying is this. Uh, Jeremiah, I want you to understand uh, that I have the ability uh, at any given time uh, to bring about a divine reset. Uh, it's not orchestrated by men. Uh, it's not orchestrated by government. Uh, it's not orchestrated by evil. Uh, but God said, I will permit and allow certain things, uh, but when I've had enough, uh, I've had enough. Uh, and therefore, uh, i got to tell you this morning, uh, in that, when I was in my office last evening, uh, I began to really pray. Uh, I began to meditate on the Lord. Uh, i got to give you something very quick this morning, and I'm going to be done. Uh, he says, I am bringing to my house, says the Lord, uh, I am bringing correction. Uh, no longer will my house be known uh, for its glitz and glamour uh, that men have defiled it with. Uh, as, I am as I am removing those uh, that have opposed me in the world system, uh, I am also removing those uh, who have defiled my house. Uh, I, the Lord, uh, am bringing a diverse uh, or a divine reset uh, to my house that will cause uh, the world to be shaken uh, in this moment. Uh, it is in this season that I am once again uh, releasing the dove uh, from the cage of men. Uh, my spirit now is moving, says the Lord, uh, and the sounds of the wings can now be heard. Uh, I am no longer uh, permitting evil uh, to distort my house, uh, but the spirit of Jezebel uh, will be exposed uh, in, in recent days, uh, in coming days, uh, and it is going to be removed from my house, says the Lord. Uh, the days of increase uh, are returning. Uh, peace is being restored. Uh, rest is coming to the weary. Uh, a garment of praise is uh, replacing the spirit of heaviness, says the Lord. Uh, my people uh, will uh, walk upright before me, says the Lord. Uh, the, the beauty of holiness uh, is going to cause many uh, to run to my house, uh, and those uh, that have not defiled their garments uh, are going to be rewarded openly, says the Lord, uh, with fresh power uh, and fresh authority. Uh, I am causing confusion to come now, says the Lord, uh, to those who have resisted my will, uh, and evil is about to bless the righteous. Uh, the arrival uh, of the heavenly angels of arm, or the, the arrival of the armies of heaven uh, are now been dispatched, uh, and they are releasing strongholds, uh, and we will see a change in days to come. Uh, portals, the Lord says, uh, are now open. Uh, portals uh, that have been blocked by spiritual warfare. Uh, the things that the righteous have bound uh, in prayer is now bound, says the Lord. Uh, those things that the righteous have loosed uh, is now loosed. Uh, the season of waiting is over, says the Lord. Uh, I am releasing a generation uh, as I have the dove. Uh, before uh, there was a hesitant, uh, but now there is a release uh, and there is a fruitful uh, and a multiplying uh, that's about to take place in my house, uh, says the Lord. Uh, I am releasing the cloud of glory uh, and the divine reset will cause uh, a holy hush to come uh, over my house, uh, over men and organizations, uh, over churches and governments. Uh, awake, arise, and stand fast, uh, for my glory uh, is about to be released, says the Lord. Somebody give him a shout of praise.
hear me this morning? This ideal that you and I can do what we will when we will, it's got to come to an end. We today have to understand that there is an equipping of the, of the Holy Spirit that's coming to a body of generational believers uh, that is getting ready to evangelize the world. Uh, I know that many people have difference of opinion uh, concerning this time and season, uh, but please hear me. Uh, one thing that you cannot dispute concerning this hour uh, is that we are ever nearing the return of our King and our Lord. Uh, we cannot deny the fact uh, that darkness is increasing, uh, but we also cannot deny the fact that he says, I'm coming back for a glorious church, uh, and therefore because of where we are, uh, please hear me. Uh, there is about to be an unsettling. Uh, there's about to be an unrest. Uh, but in the midst of it, uh, for those that will put their trust in the Lord, uh, in this time of divine reset, uh, where heaven is touching earth, uh, there's about to be increase. Uh, there's about to be blessing. Uh, there's about to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and strongholds are breaking. Uh, young generation in this room, hear me. Uh, God is about about to equip you and empower you uh, to do that which you have dreamed of uh, and that which has visited you in the night. Uh, God is about to release it in this time. Do not allow the natural realm to keep you from where God is ordaining you to be. This morning, hear me, hear me this morning. A divine reset doesn't happen every day, but it happens in the orchestrating of God's timing. And right now, as our world is in chaos, as our nation is bracing for a very tumult time, very difficult season, do not allow yourself to become distracted as the people of faith because God is orchestrating everything. And in the days ahead, when you see things that boggle your mind, that come out of left field, just know this, God himself is hitting a reset in the portals of heaven. We are not fighting in a natural realm today. But there is an absolute change in this moment of time. I talk fast this morning. I pray you've listened fast. Because hear me today. Peter understood. He said, it begins with your mind. He said, it begins with you getting your focus back where it's supposed to be. Don't listen to everything over here. Don't let your eyes mislead you in this season. But he says, listen, gird up the lawns of your mind. i got to tell you something this morning, saints of God. If there's ever been a time that you needed to guard your conversation, if there's ever been a time that you needed to safeguard your eye gate and your ear gate, it's now because I'm going to tell you something. There are those that are speaking into your life that only want you to hear what they want you to hear. And it's a distortion of truth. And when that begins to happen, the enemy begins to use those times and seasons to bring great hurt and misunderstanding into your life when 
the falsehoods begins to be exposed and uncovered. And we're in a season today where God is beginning to pull the veil off and things are beginning to be exposed. And it's not because he's wanting to embarrass or shame, but it's because he's wanting to bring correction so that you will not spend eternity in hell. In the United States of America today, everybody that dies goes to heaven. All you got to do is read the obituaries. Everybody goes to heaven. No. I'm sorry. There are those today, and I don't say this from a judgmental standpoint at all. He is a righteous judge. But I'm bringing awareness to you that just because you sit in the house of God faithfully does not mean all is well. Just because you faithfully give a tithe and an offering, just because you're the first one to volunteer at every social event that you may do in ministry, does not mean that all is well. Because my Bible teaches me that when a man knows to do right and he chooses not to, it becomes sin unto him. There's a lot of people that know what to do. But they simply say, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. Can I tell you, it is a big deal. When a generation comes in bound and they leave bound, they come sick, they leave sick, they come oppressed, they leave oppressed, they come demonically uh, and they leave in a demonic fashion, it is a big deal. Oh, but preacher, you've been a little over the top today. No, I'm not, because the reality is your son, your daughter, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, they're living in a foreign land today. And the problem is when they look back at you and I, there's nothing to entice them concerning the Father's house. Because a large majority of people in the American church, they're not clothed in the garment of the Father's house. Most of them don't have the ring of authority on their hand, and most of them don't have shoes on their feet. They're just a picture of everybody else. Your mind, can I tell you, can I be honest and real with you this morning? Your mind will send you straight to hell. You say, but how do I know, preacher? Is quit trying to take it from this prophet, that prophet, or this prophetess, or whatever, and go back to the Word of God and say, God, what are you saying to me? You hear me. You quit chasing after the wisdom of men and start asking all about the promises and the things of God, and you'll find your answers. And you'll find out that you'll be a whole lot happier because there will be peace and rest and joy in your life. This morning, while a nation is in great distress, and there is a church that's in great distress, you say, well, is it really that bad? Can I tell you how bold and how off-base people have come not to be off-colored all today? But there was a minister of the gospel, put that in quotations, this week in Louisiana that brought two ladies into his house of worship and they defiled the altar with sexual conduct on the altar of the Lord. And yet, we are leading people into a place 
of spiritual authority and blessing. God, forgive us this morning. What is more disturbing than the actual event itself is that I have yet to hear one minister except for one archbishop to speak against it. You know why men can't speak against it? Is because they're participating in the same behavior. And that's why God's saying there's a divine reset. It will no longer go on in my house, says the Lord. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't care how well you act like you got it together. I am here this morning with all of the love that I have in my heart. And you all, I've done life with you for a long time, most of you. And I said, God, I don't really know where this is going. And as I was getting ready to get up from my desk last night, the verse that I gave you just a little bit ago, Isaiah 58 and 1, the Lord put that in my spirit and I went to it. And he said, I want you to cry aloud, son, and I don't want you to spare. He said, I want you to tell them in the morning. I want you to use your voice. And he simply says, there has to be a change. Whatever is present in your life that is separating you from spending time with God and being the man and the woman of God that God is requiring you to be, you have an opportunity to get rid of it. But if you don't get rid of it, it's going to destroy you. It will be the thing that makes you fall, and you will not like the results of it. God is cleansing and purging his house in this season because he loves us and because he has a plan that we do not yet see fully. And where the church is going the remnant it cannot advance any further until the wedges of gold and the Babylonian garments are removed from out of the earth Joshua was advancing the children of Israel was advancing but they got their eyes on some stuff and he took it and he didn't put it in his tent. He put it in the earth under the tent. I got to remind you this morning that we're just dust. There's some stuff in our tents. I'm not talking about legalism. Don't you dare try to go there with me. But I'm telling you, there's some things that you're going to have to get rid of in your life in order to advance where God wants you to be. It's a choice. And, I, and I'm not here this morning for any other reason than to tell you that God loves you enough to give you a window of opportunity to correct it privately, secretly, between you and him. Or it can be put on a stage openly. Because in this time of divine reset, his church is getting ready to be purer than it's ever been in modern history. Because this last day outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to come in just like the first did at the day of Pentecost. And I'm here to tell you this morning, 
in the wings. Just over there and just over here, I began to hear the rustling of the wings of the dove. The dove was never created to be in an ark. It was never created to be in a cage in the temple. It was created to move freely, to bring seed upon the earth, to be fruitful and to multiply. And we, because of our behavior in the church in America, we have enslaved the Holy Spirit. But God says, no more. No more. As they come to the music this morning, a divine reset is now. And I don't know what you've struggled with. I don't know what it is that has got you in a state of being overwhelmed and not sure. But this morning, I can tell you this. That James chapter 4, verse 8, has not changed. He simply says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. Because here's the deal, we don't realize it this morning, but we've become a double-minded people. We struggle. It's a back and forth, a back and forth. First John chapter 1 tells us that if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. See, in this time of divine reset, there is a divine cleansing that's coming to those that will simply just say, God, forgive me. It may not be something astronomical. It may not be something dark and large but the simplest of things the life of busyness you know the word of the Lord talks about being busy bodies you and I today have been entrusted with a great opportunity young and old alike under the sound of my voice this morning please hear me There is a world out there that needs saving. And if we do not take the message, Paul said it this way, the unpreached message is like having no message at all. He said the unpreached gospel is like no gospel at all. It was just a few weeks ago in this house the young lady walked in, nearly teenage years, and said, I've never been to church before. Think about it. Church on every other corner, but never been in one. You say, is it really important today for me to be all that I can be for Christ? can't be overstated this morning just how important it is we all have gone through some stuff we've all 
faced our trials. We've all faced our opposition. But a man or a woman never truly fails unless they just decide to stay down. And I would say to you this morning, it's time to stand up, dust yourself off, and once again come back to the altar and say, God, forgive me. Because he has great things for you. He has great things for your family. He has great things for the houses of worship across this land. He is not done with this nation. You've heard me say that multiple times. I wish I could release into your hearing some of the things that God has given me in recent weeks. I'm just not at liberty to just deliver yet. But as we have just transitioned through the two most holy days, and as we have just came through a time of reflection, there is the resetting taking place right now that's getting ready to release a generation. And you can be part of it. And it is not optional, my friend. But it is a requirement for us going forward to make sure as we stand all over the house this morning you may see yourself this morning as nothing more than a marred vessel that the Lord showed Jeremiah you may see yourself as unattractive, damaged, spoiled, no longer useful. You may see yourself as disfigured. But when you really read Jeremiah 18, he's let him see the potter that when he looked at it and he saw the disfiguration of it. He didn't cast it aside. He just began to remold it, reset it, and fashion it into something that looked like it was supposed to look and function in the way it was supposed to function. He said, I'm not throwing it away. I'm just resetting. In recent weeks and months, I believe there's some people in this room that the enemy has told you and you began to believe it because it looked like no doors was opening. Well, I'm just broken. I'm just disfigured. I'm no longer usable. I'm all of these things. But can I tell you, in this season, if we'll allow him, he's just beginning to reshape us. Merle. He's just, he's just redeveloping us. Pastor, it's not over. It's just he's putting you on a potter's wheel. He's, he's molding you into something that you saw others be, but you thought, man, I just don't think I can be. But God said, trust me this morning. I know it's a little harsh maybe sounding this morning, but 
a divine reset brings about the will of God in a generation and the will of God is getting ready to be brought to the forefront and men are going to marvel when they begin to see what begins to take place I don't know if anybody else feels this in this room right now but you hear hear this preacher this morning God is molding How there are those that would speak against this nation because of the remnant that's in this nation. I will say this, there is, it's in the heart of God to bring judgment upon this nation to a certain degree. But because of the cries of the people, he is putting this nation back on the potter's wheel and he is remolding us and we have a purpose to fulfill. But in order for the nation to turn, the church first has to turn. Listen, I'm not saying you got to go back 60 years. I'm saying you got to go back to a place where holiness is a lifestyle that you live. I'm saying you got to go back to where separation of the world is a lifestyle that you live. I'm saying that your house don't need to look like everybody else's house. Your life don't need to look like everybody else's life. Listen, you just got to be who God's calling you to be. And if he's wanting you to remove something, remove it because he's trying to make room for more of him. More power, more authority, more glory. This morning... You could walk out of this house the same way you came and be miserable. Or you can fall at the feet of Jesus and you can walk out of the house delivered, set free with a sense of purpose, with clarity of thought because of the divine reset in your life today. How does it happen, preacher? By simply saying, God, here am I. I know in messages such as this, nobody likes to come to the altar because everybody's everybody going to say something wrong with my listen. I don't care what people say. I'll be the first one down here this morning if that'll make you feel better. And simply say this, Lord, if you can use anyone, if you can use anything, use this marred vessel so that a world can see you in your glory. This morning across our nation, mommies and daddies are waking up to their children being drugged through the mud in more ways than one. Nobody is exempt this morning. Can I tell you what the enemy wants to do to this generation, to your children, your grandchildren? It's the same thing that goes with the phone call that I received yesterday. A little girl that I used to hold in my arms. A little girl that would laugh and run and play when we would visit my in-laws in Kentucky. No longer is a little girl. The age of my son She was married. Just a few years ago, her husband 
found him dead because of the things he was putting in his arm. Two beautiful children. She now remarried, has a third child. Yesterday, the very thing that her children lost their daddy for was now got a hold of her and she's laying in a hospital room. The first call was no brain activity, no nothing. We began to pray, driving home. Debbie said, now those babies are going to lose their mama. So now we got three babies with no daddy, no mommy, because the current father of the little baby is in prison for nearly the rest of his life because of a needle that was in his arm. When he ran into a teacher three years ago and took her life. I'm talking about a girl that had every opportunity, a good family, had every opportunity to have success, but what happened? The one that come to steal, kill, and destroy, he's still doing that very thing. And then you want to come in, and I want to come in, and we want to sing a song, and we want to play around with sin, and then we want God to rain down his blessing on us. How arrogant of us today. A divine reset is coming to the house of God because there is an evangelizing of a nation that's getting ready to take place. But he says judgment begins at the house of the Lord. But before he brings judgment, he always extends grace and mercy. And to those of you under the sound of my voice, his grace and his mercy is extended. And he's saying, get it right today. Quit playing games with me because I have something for you to do. This morning, will you allow him to bring a divine reset to your life? But I'm busy. Listen, no excuses this morning. Here's the problem. And we're going to pray. Here's the problem today in the American church. We have gotten so unfamiliar with the Holy Spirit that we now have a generation of people that's been moved on by a spirit, but it isn't the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of Jezebel in the form of the Holy Spirit copying Him. And listen, it's getting ready to get some of you in major trouble. feel this thing this morning heavy on me today just just beyond there's a dove that's circling he's desiring to sit down and empower you and equip you but there has to be humility there has to be repentance There has to be somebody that says, God, forgive me. 
I'm thankful that you moved in the Holy Spirit 15 years ago. But what about today? This morning, under the sound of my voice, there is young preachers, young ministers, that God is ordaining to do an accelerated work. But young people, you hear me. It's going to require holiness. It's going to require being set apart. It's going to be. It's going to require you've been called a peculiar person. It's going to be required you to be made fun of and laughed at by your peers at times because they don't understand you. But I'm going to tell you something. The reward far outweighs. Right now. Right now. He's saying, I want to bring a divine reset into your life because I have a plan and a purpose. Right now, I want you to come. This is Pastor Jade Abrams. I want to thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better. And we ask that you subscribe if you'd like to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.